Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live on ECNZ, like Aroha said in the news, we have hooped heads at an earlier time of 8pm tonight leading into live commentary of Game 3 of the NBL Finals between the Sydney Kings and Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Back here in New Zealand, NBL is underway and the Taylor Hawks are once again looking like leading contenders for the title after falling short the previous two years in the Grand Final. Their head coach, McDonough, is looking to get them over the hump in his first season with the team, having previously been coached for the Canterbury Rams and the Brisbane Bullets. He joins us this morning to give us an update on our teams heading towards tomorrow night's match. Morning, Mick. Morning. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for having me, mate. How are you enjoying, uh, enjoying the beautiful bay? Oh, Awesome. As I talk to you, I'm at home, but I've got I can look out and I can see uh, see a bit of water, and it's uh, real nice. <laughs> it's really really nice. Paradise, they say. Better than better than the uh, the other coast up in the New Plymouth area. It's uh, it's a beautiful part of the <laughs> of the country, mate. Now, um, but you you only relatively into the start of the season. Are you, how are you finding it, mate? Are you happy with how things are progressing with the team? Obviously, coming off the strong win against the Taranaki Ears in your last game. Yeah, it was good to bounce back against them because we dropped our um, our home opener um, in a in a close one. But um, I think just more the way that the way the guys played, way more to I guess the identity that we want to play, uh, more aggressive and up tempo. And uh, it was good to go out on the road and and um, and have a game like that um, straight away. As you know, when you if you lose a game, best thing to do is be able to turn around and play one not not long after. Hey, Mickey, only uh, one of two teams in New Zealand with all New Zealand players was that intentional? Uh, not really. Um, it ended up that way. It started uh, because the way the league was going to be with COVID and all that stuff, it was going to be a New Zealand-only league um, with a prov- uh, proviso that if government you know, changed all that sort of stuff, then we would allow imports. But that change came quite late. So us and one of the other teams, um, you know, we basically was like, well, we've got to put a team of New Zealanders together that can win win this thing. And then, then if it allows um, you know, imports in, then we would look at that. Um, but we've been able to secure, you know, several kind of like tall black national level players. So, you know, they're, they're, in our mind, they're as good as imports and we're pretty pretty happy with the group that we've got. 
So is Jack Salton, Jared Kenny, are they still to join the team or are they, they in there at the moment? Yeah, no, Jack, so, um, Jack Salt's just battling through a bit of illness at the moment. Um, so we're, we're hoping he come, comes good. Um, and Jared Kenny, uh, after he finished up in, with the Cairns Taipans, um, his partner in him had uh, she, she's, um, she's Irish, I think. Um, she, mm-hmm. Elvis, they, um, they had to head back up to Europe just for a short stint. So he'll be with us pretty soon. Uh, we're hoping that he'll be back running around in Jersey next week um, as, he, as he comes back shortly. So we've just recently had Hiram Harris um, come back from the Adelaide 36ers in the Australian NBL. Oh, it'll be good to see that see the lads back in amongst it and playing uh, for the Bay Hawks, mate. I just want to ask you about the foundations and kind of the 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 combination that the Bay Hawks have built over the last couple of years. They've always had a franchise and a team that's been there or thereabouts. Uh, they've uh, you know they've got a lot of history. They've always performed for you when you've come in. Have have you been trying to add to that foundation? What have you tried to instill your own little touches on on the team? And you spoke about the identity before and, and building that. How important is that for you? Yeah, look, it's been um, it's been a, a, a good, fun challenge to take my own personal coaching philosophy um, and like adapt it to the people and the talent that we have here. Um, you know, the guys that we've had, the cornerstone of players, uh, Ethan Ruspatch, Theron Rakawa, uh, Jordan Hunt, who's come back, um, you know, they've got strengths and it's the ability to try and figure out how do we how do we put people in positions to be successful and play play to their strengths, you know, within a within a team system. So, um, you know, new new group of people that have been successful and so, you know, I haven't come up and cut and paste and cookie cutted my approach that I had down in Canterbury of evolved and, and tried to you know adapt to the group that we've had so time will tell there's always teething teething problems early on and you know you've got guys that are you know coming off either breaks or other seasons or, or trying to fit into the locker room so we're uh, we're working our way through that but it always starts with the people and um you know what they can they can bring to this group and you know if they feel valued and they feel like they can contribute and um you know be ultimately play a key role in our in our success yeah let's hope let's hope that they can really come in and make a, a hell of a difference for you. What was it like going up to the Olympics um, as part of the coaching team for the Aussies? Uh, it was, um, I mean, it was a pinnacle event for my coaching. Like, I started quite young and, um, you know, I feel kind of blessed that I had had that opportunity. I think any any athlete or sports person will tell you that, you know, the higher you go um, with the event or, um, you know, world champs or something like that, you know, the talent, of the players and the coaches and the medical staff, like you've got the best of the best of the best competing. So, um, you know, the margins of error are so, so small. Um, the result was frustrating, but a few years later it turned around and Australia finally won their, their first Olympic medal after 50, 60 years going for it. But mm. my personal experience was just, yeah, it was, it was unbe- unbelievable. The only thing I'd say is a hell of a lot of hard work in a short period of time, you know, like they've got late games and you, you only surviving on a couple of hours sleep and you're part of the support staff, but that's that's what the the job is. But, yeah, it was just like a blur, three weeks straight of just, you know, bang, 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 just mm-hmm. scouting and getting ready for games and watching games and, and all that sort of stuff. But um, towards the end there, um, yeah, got, got to do a little bit of touristy stuff, which was, was pretty cool. 
Hey, Mick, um, Australian basketball is in an interesting spot at the moment, obviously significant growth. I don't know if you've seen this Liz Cambridge story at all. It's kind of blowing up over there. Um, that's quite enough. Another one. <laughs> yeah. She's an interesting character, isn't she? And, and that's kind of a bit of uh, it's an unfortunate headline. Andrew Gaze, who does the SEN Drive show over in Sydney, just gave her a, a big old serve yesterday, and I think probably rightly so. A lot of her ex-teammates are feeling pretty gutted. But the, then you've got on the positive side of it, the Tassie Jack Jumpers, like what they've been able to do in the AMBL like from a coaching perspective that is quite incredible isn't it to be able to build what Izzy's talking about those foundations and implement them in year one. Oh, it's amazing but the um, there's a guy that doesn't take any credit but he probably um, has had a massive influence on that and that's Mick Vakona you know one of New Zealand's all-time mm. greatest he's, he's had a role of a um, like a consultant for the team in regards to leadership and culture and so with the club and their ownership and the vision that they wanted for for Tassie, um, and then Scott Ross, the coach, who's you know got his playing playing vision of the team. Mick has just been that glue behind the scenes that has helped help with the players and um, you know help with the coaching staff bring it all together. And I mean, it's amazing. They're just going absolutely crazy um, in Tasmania for their team, and they play. They play hard. They they don't give an inch. They People look at teams on paper and they just keep all the experts. They just keep scratching their head because they can't figure it out how uh, how they got that far. But it just shows you a piece of paper doesn't mean anything. Like you've got to you got to front up, and it doesn't matter what your reputation is or what you've done in your career. It's like what are you doing tonight? And what are you doing right now? And uh, you know they've they've shown that, and I imagine they're inspiring a massive um, you know group of young young kids that are coming to games and watching them and, and be successful. So it's uh, it's an awesome injection for the sport down in Tasmania. Oh, just certain Breakers fans are absolutely thrilled to hear Mick Vakona um, inspiring with leadership another franchise <laughs> in, that, in that competition. It's probably a story for another day. Hey, mate, we'll, we'll let you crack on, but great to have you on the program and good to see you um, put your little flavour into the uh, Hawks down there and you guys are going you're going good, so all the best. And uh, do you, quickly before we, we let you go, do you think that Tassie can nick one off uh, Sydney before it's done? Oh, it's going to be tough. It'd be nice if they did, though. Um, you know, it'd be really, really nice. But they are. They're, they're, they're climbing a pretty steep hill right now. So we'll um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. But it'd be, it'd be good for their fans if they're able to just, just get at least one in the, in the final and just push it that bit further. I guarantee that's what the locker room would be feeling like right now. They, they, think, they think they're unbeatable. Yeah, beautiful stuff, Mick. Appreciate your time, mate. Go well. Cheers, Thank Mick. You. Bye. There you go, McDowner. Is he? And um, you'll be loving those Hawks. He's very clued up. He's come all the way through the Australian system. He's been to Olympics. Um, great get by the Hawks. And why is that that basketball network down there so strong? Is it a big? Is it big in the region? Uh, yeah, it is big. Hastings boys. They've got a uh, you know a, a good basketball system there. They've produced some pretty talented. Um, players throughout the years. You've got the Bartlett's that uh, I think everyone's still playing for them. Um, he's always been there or there. Uh, Paul Winitana. Uh, Paul Winitana. Uh, is it Polder? Polder Winitana. Sorry. And uh, he's... Um, yeah, like they just produce some some big talent around the around the region. So basketball is a, a big sport. Um, but their, their next game is the 4th of June. So they're on the road for the next month. They're on the road for the next month, mate. So they're they're, they're going to be away and, and you know grinding on the road trying to get these these dubs. So yeah, it's a special team that like they've always been there or thereabouts. So I'm not a huge follower of of the of the Hawks, but when I'm being in the back uh, back in the bay, you've always just seen them that they've always been competing for for titles and there or thereabouts.
Yeah, they're always go. They're always thereabouts. And I actually think um, well, I'm trying to work out the lunch situation. So. Kimpy and you bid on a lunch. <laughs> yeah, we smoked them too by 30. So what's that, Unc? Yeah, that's lunch. You're on. But then wasn't yeah. there another lunch? Oh, I just try to can't work can't yeah, remember. You tried jumping on the you tried jumping on the bandwagon, mate. Like I'd I'd unhook the trailer and I'm driving a like a semi semi trailer in a in an F one race with Izzy and trying to get my boys home the years and unfortunately they couldn't do it that night. They weren't listening, so we'll pick that lunch up another time. But yeah, mate, you can like you tag along. You always tag along anyway. You you got you know Deep pockets, and you love a freebie. Um, but hey, <laughs> I was laughing. As he, I, I was laughing, mate. I got it. Whitehead was a producer. Our high school producer, a really good basketball program too. <laughs> I was laughing about that because he got a story, mate. I was playing first fifteen, and um, we played Otteronga College. And the very next day, Whitehead was up against Otteronga College in the basketball. They were down a player, but they had this really gun player in the Otteronga team. And the our PE teacher said, hey, Tony, do you want to have a game of basketball? And I'd been watching basketball at school, but never really bounced the ball. Have you seen uh, Long Came Polly? Anyway, the guy, all he said to me was, just stick to that guy. Like, I was just, you know, real whip it. And just stick to that guy. And he never gets a ball. So I went out there, done it, and the guy couldn't get the ball, mate. I was like, I was stuck to him like glue. Anyway, I got the ball. <laughs> the ball just happened to drop to me. And I just took off down the court, bouncing the ball at 100 miles an hour and forgot that the two-step rule and just threw it at the backboard. <laughs> and it's at the backboard. And I turn around and I look at the bench and all the boys that could play basketball, I was in the fourth form, all the seventh formers, mate, are on their backs, mate, just pissing their pants and laughter. And the next minute, the cold card comes up. <laughs> and, the, and the big hook, you're off. Get out Get of here. Off. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, oh. there's, a, there's a story for everyone. I love it. It's so funny. I'm just watching Louis' face. He's just sitting there looking at you going, where's this going? <laughs> I can imagine it, though. I can imagine it. You know, yeah. natural athlete, go face guard that guy. Really mm. stick to him like glue. And Lockdown. Patrick yeah. Beverly. Yeah, Pat Bevd. I bet you were talking some junk as well. Oh, I love it, Kempi. 18 minutes past 8 o'clock. There you go. There's a bit of a basketball update. Remember, Hoops Head tonight. Uh, we've got Casey, Justin, Rick Dog. Let it rain. And then into that commentary uh, of the Tassie Jack Jumpers, who you'd love to see get, get a win against the Sydney Kings. And just that Liz Cambridge story I was talking about, it's a really interesting one um, that Andrew Gaze is. Who's in the wrong there, Louis? Like, obviously, she said some. Despicable Her. comments. She made some despicable comments Her. against the Nigerian team. It's 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 horrible, isn't it? But she's just coming out and just acting like she's it's normal. It's okay. I, I, yeah, it, I don't know. You're right. It's you know mm. when someone does something that's like a bit off, and then they just act like it's totally normal, and it kind of can mm. give you that perception of ah, oh. but. People, her teammates, the whole Australian basketball organisation, for context, she said, told the Nigerian players to go back to your third world country when she's gotten a bit worked up. In the Australian team, there is a Nigerian-born Australian who has been very upset by it. She has then um, had support, Liz, Mm. 
but with the team, they've all tried to band around her and, you know, they've tried, this is by multiple sources, they've all tried to kind of get around her and say, okay, it's okay, let's move on. She's gone back to the LA Sparks, which she's one of the best WNBA players in the whole comp. And she's unloaded on them saying, in this video, saying, oh, it's so nice to be around people that care for me and support for me, pretty much just having a crack at her Aussie teammates and the whole Australian program. That's led to guys like Andrew Gaze, who have given so much to the sport and to the green and gold for so long to come out and say, this is deeply offensive and hurtful. And she's done it before. She's got a track record. She's a bit of an odd unit. And um, it's, a, it's a real shocker because she won't play for the green and gold ever again. And she's probably one of the best basketball players in the world. She's got the WNBA points record, 52 in a game or something. Mate, I just, yeah, cut. Like, that is horrible comments from herself, um, you know, coming from a country which has, has had its own racial problems. And, and yeah, it's, it's not a great look. She's obviously, Karen's messaged me and said, LA's got to her head. And you're right, LA's got to her head. <laughs> hey, Keza. <laughs> she's got all LA on it, mate. She's got over there. She's in the big world because in America, anything goes, mate. So, yeah, it's crazy. Can she come back from this? She's, she can't come back from this. It's, it's all over for her back here. Uh, and in the Australian team, she won't play again. No. The, the, the relationship, she's showing nothing to try and mend it as well. 20 minutes past eight. Paul Mawati is not far away. You just never say never. Like, you never say Joseph Parker and Tyson Fury wouldn't have a fight. But um, this one might be a bridge too far. 20 minutes past eight o'clock. But they haven't fought yet, Louis. <laughs> But they haven't fought yet, so until they fight, then I'll give you your bet, okay? Uh, okay, Izzy. Okay, Izzy. 21 minutes past 8 o'clock. Here he goes, Izzy. He's on it again. <laughs> <laughs> Great savings every day. We're here with Chemist Warehouse, of course. Um, and Paul Mawadi, the party from TAB, is not far away. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.